0: Hello everyone. Welcome to Desk Doodles episode 8. I'm your host for the podcast Sapna Malhotra. Teachers across the globe often talk about attention deficit and disinterest problem in children. We also talk about how every child can learn, every child will learn, but maybe that's not the day and maybe that's not the way that he wants to learn. Then what is it That holds a child's attention in one teacher's class, but he might lose his attention or focus in another teacher's class. Uh, Let's watch a little video clip I have for you here. Three, two, one, go. Wow, wasn't that exciting? If you felt the energy and if you felt the excitement on your screen, I can tell you the energy and the excitement in that room when I was conducting that session for those teachers was many, many folds more. The teachers forgot that they were those 30 or 40 year olds and they were just like a kid running around trying to learn with all the excitement and enthusiasm. They forgot that they were adults. And we were learning some difficult topics there. We were talking about human organ systems. We were talking about Newton's uh, law of motion. I think, why don't you just imagine another picture where you visualize only children in a room and it's one teacher. A teacher who has lived this experience can really create this experience for her children. And the energy in that room would be unimaginable. If you live it, it's easier for you to give it. I think teacher training programs are like those notifications that you get on your phones, that iOS update available, an Android update available, and you immediately update your phones. A teacher training program a professional development program for teachers is like that notification that we as teachers need to take time to time. Today on Desk Doodles is a guest who has dedicated more than two decades of her life to teaching and to training. She spearheaded the program at one of the most prestigious institutes in Bangalore, the TISB Training Academy. I'm so happy today to welcome Ms. Elsie Thomas. Welcome to this doodles, Elsie. Thank you so much,
1: Sapna. And thank you for making this so informal, you know. I was a little worried. Oh, my God, should I have my, you know, suit on or should I have my... (laughs) My good just chill, and I think that's so much, so much, so much easier on me today.
0: Thank uh, you so much Oh, most welcome. I think i I just love having conversations with thought leaders like you here so that we can just share ideas, we can discuss what is going around, and it's uh, it's it's just fun to have guests like you over.,
1: thank you so much thank you
0: Thanks.
1: vice versa. <laughs> we have actually shared a lot of experiences so definitely
0: hope that uh, this will be a very fruitful conversation absolutely absolutely so before we jump into our conversation Elsie why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey my journey has been very very exciting i started my
1: journey in a slum school in Bombay uh, which is uh, in the Govandi area but that was the only school i could get into is because when during those days if you had to do your beard you really needed that one year of experience. So I just knew that I wouldn't get anywhere and I just walked into this school, which was there and I got in and I let me tell you that was where I really learned a lot is uh, because I felt they taught me life. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. I could teach them how to spell, I could teach them how to write, but they taught me what life is wow. and how they would, how resilient they were and how they would jump into situations and would come out victorious. Yeah. Then uh, I worked in the Lazan and Tubro corporate school because my husband uh, was working with Lazan and Tubro. It was in a small village in Awarpur, uh, okay. in Chandrapur. It's next to Chandrapur. And of course, uh, national public school happened when <laughs> I transferred to Bangalore. And uh, seven years I taught in Ranaga as a high school teacher. Okay. And uh, when you have a corporate husband, you start traveling. <laughs> so we moved that that's one, uh, ever grateful to Mrs. Avnita Beer uh, for allowing me to just grow over there. And I took up the position as a resource person and moved on to be the head of academics. Uh, back to Bangalore again. Yeah. And uh, that's when uh, I had the most, uh, what do you call the fulfilling experience of being one of the person in setting up the TISP uh, training academy. Right. So that's my journey. Uh, now, at present, uh, I have gone solo wow. and uh, I have set up a small company. Uh, I had to set up a company because I had to raise invoices <laughs> for the training. I did. Right. So it's been nice. People have been kind enough to
0: give me work. So I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying. Wow. Wow, I think the journey has been wonderful. What an experience, step by step and unfolding new mysteries and uh, venturing into areas that you hadn't and now an entrepreneur. So all the best with that, uh, Elsie.
1: Yeah, I know it's an entrepreneur when I sign bills and I have to make invoices. It's really fun, you know, because we have never done that
0: before and i think it it's really tough to start on your own i mean uh, ask me so but i think uh, that conversation for another day so uh, let's let's jump into the topic for the day today that uh, big question that i have for you is uh, uh, you know these Uh, how, what is the role of a professional training program, professional development program in creating awesome teachers? Because, you know, all us teachers want to be uh, categorized as ma'am is awesome, right? Every teacher's dream is when the child is going to say, oh, so-and-so ma'am is awesome. Or if somebody asks that child, uh, who's your favorite teacher? And every child wants to be there, her name there, right? So what do you think is the role of a professional development program in creating that awesome teacher?
1: Yeah, uh, you know what, uh, Sapna, uh, many of them come and ask me, uh, why do we have to teach in a school? Why can't we directly be a teacher? Okay, Uh, sorry, a trainer. I say it is just like learning surgery on an online platform, okay, but if you really want to have great teachers, teachers are always great, as you know, but in today's world, there is so many things that are happening outside that we need to, uh, what do you call, equip them with the new innovations that are taking place, because... A teacher, as a teacher, we expect them to be focused and we expect them to be productive in the tasks that they're doing daily, okay? And you know, you and I have been a teacher. We have lesson plans. We have assemblies to train them. We have corrections. They don't get the enough time to delve into new informations and new innovations that are taking place outside. Mm-hmm. So when they align themselves or a school aligns themselves to a good training program, here there is a ready-made researched curriculum yeah. There are facilitators to train you. Yeah. They are there to share the experience with you uh, of what they have been researching. And there's a lot of information that is given in a nutshell, something that can work in your classroom. So we eliminate all that things, those things that actually are you know, uh, glamorous and actually don't have the great outcomes. There are so many methodologies out there we know doesn't work in a regular classroom. So we channelize that and we give these information to them so that when they go and implement it into the classroom, it's not only effective, it permeates through the whole school where everyone starts speaking the same language and you see that the standard of the school yeah. has been, you know, it's somewhat consistent. And I see.
0: think uh, in that, I would also like to add that the training programs or the development programs that we talk about could also be in-house programs or they could be outsourced <laughs> to a trainer because I think uh, if we have a mix of both, then we have more Programs and uh, more options for us to improve upon, True. right?
1: Yes, and actually, the it's not all about the train. When they come for training, everything that the facilitator is, you know, this awesome. Uh, it's not that. It's the experiences they share there, True. the challenges that they, you know, kind of debate. That there are different challenges, there are different failures, there are successes when they debate, when they question, when there's a feedback, when they reflect all these experiences that happen in that room is so amazing that, you know, when they go back, they have a clear vision of what practice that they need to implement. So that makes an awesome teacher is the sharing and the you know the sharing of experiences i would say
0: absolutely and like you said that uh, you know bringing in the new whether it is you know the tech whether it is a new methodology or a different pedagogy that is uh, in being introduced or it is one of those best practices whether it is a project-based learning or game-based learning so there is so much that is there and i think uh training programs play a very big role in bringing that to a teacher's plate right And uh, along with that, I also wanted to bring out, Elsie, is that these programs do a lot in helping the teacher kind of discover or rediscover herself. Because there are so many things, the latent talents, the hidden talents that are within. And I think training programs kind of create that environment wherein a teacher can, you know, maybe experiment and explore those sides of her, which, you know, sometimes she forgets to use it as a tool in classrooms.
1: Yes, I think uh, training programs actually, as a trainer, you should be able to create the non threatening environment. Okay, correct. Many teachers, you know, uh, I always say training programs enable new teachers to move smoothly and seamlessly into the classroom, okay, with greater success, and veteran teachers to arm themselves with the new technology or the new innovations that's happening. Right. But somewhere down the line, you don't have everyone when you when you see in a classroom you'll see the shy ones you will see the ones who are vocal you will see the, uh, teachers who have great ideas but refuse to share but when they start understanding that this is a non threatening ground this is where we can speak this is where we can collaborate and we are not judging them so once you enable that as a facilitator, I think it is the best of the best that you can get from there. Mm-hmm. So when you introduce yourself and your training or what you're going to do through the day you have to
0: gain their confidence and they have to believe in what you're going to impart. Absolutely, that is exactly, yes. You have nailed it there when when you said that a training program makes the teachers who are the participants of that program, basically believe in them. And it has happened so many times, Elsie, when I've been conducting these programs for Mm -hmm. teachers, And, you know, at the end of the program, so many of them, believe me, so many would come up and say, Sapna, we really didn't think that I was going to be able to do what you asked for. You know, you said, and I always thought storytelling is not my forte or, you know, uh, standing in front of people to dramatize it. It was her forte, it was never mine or I'm not creative. And uh, after the program, she said it wasn't really that difficult. And I think that's what the essence of a program is to make the teachers believe in themselves because then half the battle is won once they believe in that. And they
1: will not refuse to come back to the training center or a training program when they know that you have created that environment. Yes. So uh, I think it's that non-threatening atmosphere which actually will enable them to, you know, slowly, little by little, Yeah. okay, it's not going to happen overnight. I have seen teachers who have come in June, and in December they stand up and they, you know, kind of challenge me. Okay. <laughs> and I feel happy. I say, oh yeah, here yeah. yeah, there is step by step that yeah. the person has made the progress. And that's actually your victory, you know, when you go to see.
0: Absolutely. So and sounds, yeah, yeah, correctly. And I think from there, that's a per- perfect segue for me to get into something that I wanted to ask you is uh, we've anyways talked about so many things related to uh, the program, but what do you think are the key ingredients for an effective program? What makes for an effective program?
1: Uh, one thing I would uh, let, I know, uh, want to tell you is actually if you see all we teacher trainers are self-made okay we never went to a big training institute and got trained and I feel if you're a teacher and you can have great outcomes and have that kind of a uh, connect with your children you can be a great trainer yes. okay so just like how we plan a lesson just like how we plan for a classroom the ingredients are the same Absolutely. so but just in a nutshell i would say is uh, first of all whenever you create a program you can use any methodology of planning your module i use the ubd methodology, methodology which is understanding by design it's because i'm comfortable with it yeah. you can use any methodology for your module yeah. but what you have to do is please first peer review your module yeah. okay when you peer review your module That's where you see there are a lot of gaps. You can fix those gaps. Then try and pilot your modules, okay? Once you pilot your modules, there are more gaps and you fix them and then that is the process. But before you start your module, first you have to go and assess the training uh, needs of the class. Now, because I'm uh, uh, doing, uh, as a trainer, I'm solo. I go and ask the principals. Actually, what are you looking, looking for? for, and what is the outcome that you need? Yes. Okay. You. Otherwise, it is. This is not a burgeoning friendship that I'm going to have. It is something I have to be accountable for. So once I assess the needs, yeah. what the principal requires, it is very important to understand the base level of your trainers. Right. Okay. Uh, trainers. For example, I just conducted one workshop. In one school on a scale of 1 to 10, the teachers had the knowledge 8. It was 8. And one school, it was 3. Okay. So if I'm not going to understand the base level of the teachers, it's either overwhelming or it's underwhelming, the program is. After that, we have to understand is we have to be content focused. Okay. We have a great workshop. They will go with a lot of fun. Okay, look on and frolic, and they will all have this great time. But if they it's not content focused, yeah. then when they go
0: back to their schools, they will not know what to implement. So I think that what you said is correct. That you need to have the airtight module for your program, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Just like you have a lesson plan for your children for the classrooms, Absolutely. it's the same way that you need to have an airtight pro- curriculum for the uh, you know the program. But along with that, I think it is very very important to look at the delivery aspect of that program as well. Yeah. Because if you have if you have a, a module which is bound into a manual and if it is just going to be you know sheets no, of paper no. given to the teacher so it is very important that the module needs to have a, a design which is more experiential for the teacher to take back because i think just like a That's student learns more when uh, you absolutely. know it's an experience but teachers also learn it better if uh, you know then they can recreate it immediately yes
1: and that is why we say that you need to have
0: active learning uh,
1: classroom which yes. has adult learning uh, methodology, okay? So yeah. you need to bring in your case studies, data anal- analysis, uh, real life experiences, and you need to connect theory to practice. Otherwise, the teachers will not know why they are doing it. Right. And I- the best method is modeling, okay? Yeah. Uh, we have seen that, modeling helps, when you talk of lesson plans, when we talk of formative assessments or for your own gaming, uh, gamification, I have seen you modeling it, yeah. okay? So when they have exemplars in front of them, they yes. have a clear vision of the practice that is there yeah. and what is required for them to do in the classroom. Absolutely. I of course, yeah. questioning, I think questioning is the most important thing is yes. when you elicit yes. answers from them. Right. Then, it's the normal. You have feedbacks, you have reflective sessions, you yes, have always invest in them. And evaluate your plan. I always say evaluate your own plan, whether it's worked or not. Yeah. Please take your feedback seriously. Otherwise, absolutely. I always say it's dereliction of your duty because otherwise you will not be able to improve on your own training. So these I are the few I, ingredients that yeah, you recommend. And
0: I think you use uh, feedback here, which I want to stress a little more upon. So I always feel that, you know, um, like if you're a sports person or if you're an artist, you always have your guide or your coach who gives you a very constructive feedback, exactly pinpointing the places that you want to improve upon, right? But as a teacher, I feel we do such a huge job and uh, i don't think there is a foolproof system where we can you know go for a feedback to improve and that is where i feel these uh, professional development programs need to play a much more active role in that because generally feedback is taken as you know i think if anybody gives a feedback a person generally feels a little upset or goes on an offensive or a defensive mode and uh, i think uh, our programs need to make the teachers uh, equipped or learn how to take and give feedback constructively. That is very important.
1: Correct. So it's a journey. Again, as I said, uh, I think it's an Indian culture when we talk of feedback, everyone goes into a state of anxiousness. It's like when I have to give feedback, it's like walking on eggshells. Okay? Yeah. So Therefore, we need to create a culture in the school first to make them understand that feedback is critiquing it's positive, and it's not criticizing, which is negative. Absolutely, so, absolutely. There is a journey, you cannot just say it and you move. So we have a lot of training programs and uh, professional development programs yeah. for it is and as it is not one time, yeah. we, it has to be repeated over and over again. So first, what we do is, uh, we send them a uh, pre-reading tasks. We send them some videos. We ask them to, you know, kind of, you know, warm up with that. Then when they come to the training center or they, I visit the training, I talk to them about the nuances of feedback, you know, the strategies of feedback. There are a lot of methods of feedback. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, you talk to them about that. But what actually works is modeling. so you take these teachers and you see a classroom along with them and you give feedback to the teacher and they take down notes okay allow them to question you that why did you give them that feedback after that the most important thing is when they start peer watching you know they peer they appear visits each other's class believe sapna it's very difficult to give feedback to your friend Okay. Yeah, I know. And, we are, and we are friends in the staff room and yeah. you know how it is yes. so it's step by step so when they are giving feedback as trainers we make our notes yeah. and we we ask them how did you feel we ask them to reflect on that process right. and then we we slowly move away you know yeah. we we off, and we ask them to send their notes okay what yeah. did you learn from each other and let me tell you now learning walks and ghost walks yeah these are very very popular in uh, schools uh, they are doing a lot of these kind of uh, feedbacks where you know teachers visit in groups they discuss sit in groups and discuss yeah. Yeah. and there is a conversation and not feedback is you know one sided there
0: is a conversation yeah. i think and that's so, yeah yeah and a so, conversation i think is the best way of uh, you know getting your points across to each other, not just one way. It has to be a dialogue wherein both parties understand, you know, the Mm -hmm. importance of that uh, feedback.
1: And slowly the whole atmosphere becomes, you know, conducive to giving and taking feedback. Again, it doesn't happen in a day. Yeah. Because we take it so personally, right? Okay, yeah. she told me this and it hurt me and I worked so hard. Yeah. But I think over time, they realize that, yes, this is not threatening their job. We are just allowing them to work a little more efficiently. than Absolutely. And if it
0: is a regular practice in schools, if it is a regular way of, uh, you know, doing things every week or every uh, 10 days, something like that, then I think it just kind of settles into the lifestyle of a teacher and it doesn't become something that happens once in a while and then you get a little, you know, oh my God, today is the day I'm getting a feedback or I'm going to have to give a feedback. So I think it just has to become a way of uh, working along with the whole thing so in fact the Absolutely. other day I was uh, uh, listening to a talk by uh, Bill Gates also and he was also talking about so they, they do something of a, with their foundation they work with about 3,000 teachers and it's called some uh, MET program which is measurement of effective mm-hmm. Le- teaching and okay. uh, there was something very interesting what they did was uh, in that program itself they also had a student uh, survey of teachers, uh, along with the feedback and survey observations for teachers. So they asked very simple questions to students about, you know, does your teacher understand when the class has understood the topic or not understood the topic? And uh, maybe a simple question like, does your teacher understand when, how you have to correct your mistakes? And uh, then they had simple questions like, does the teacher use more than one tool to uh, teach a topic? So the questions were very, very relevant and very simple for whether the teacher was answering or a student was answering. And he was saying that the results were amazing because the teachers who performed really well in those observations had a very high uh, student outcome. And yeah, because I think it was, so much of a reflection upon the whole thing of the teacher. Yes.
1: I was also listening to Robin Sharma where he says that, you know, when anything new is introduced, first is anxiety. Second, it is a mess. Okay. Because everyone is trying to figure out and then it becomes a pleasure. Okay. Yeah. You get so used to it. And I think uh, the very fact that all of us are dealing with this pandemic issue, first it was uh, anxious. How will I have online yeah. classes and what tools I have to use? And then, you know, it was a mess. Everyone was trying different things. And then now it's a pleasure. All of us have learned the best. Yeah. What what fits best for us? Absolutely. We are trying to,
0: and trying I to adopt think- well, if, if you know, feedbacks and self-reflection works so well with whether you're a sports star, I think the way they improve upon the, their game is more by, you know, watching their own videos and uh, looking at themselves where I can better my skill or what is it that I'm not doing great or what I'm doing great. And I think as teachers also, if we had some, uh, you know, uh, more stress on those things, I think we can really improve our skills uh, in those
1: areas also very wise to record your own lessons yeah. and uh, you know, kind of reflect on it because when you really see yourself there on camera and you say oh god did i really say that yeah. did i really do that yeah, okay. right. why didn't i notice that at <laughs> <all> that time <laughs> you kind of go with the flow oh, right yes. yeah so yeah i think that's the best and also uh, viewing others work yeah. you know and observing yeah. others and you know having a conversation really really helps
0: and so i think enough, and, I correct and doing it with an open mind when you watch somebody also watching that person uh, teach or watching that person whatever talk or something with an mind uh, an open mind that i can adopt something from somebody else yes. also that i am not 100% equipped and i have uh, you know more uh, mm. uh, you know things that i can take from others is also really important as such
1: I know a leader of the school, uh, she kind of took a class and uh, she asked all of them to critique her. Now, this one, this leader is a stalwart. Okay. And none of them could critique her with, you know, they just didn't understand the concept. So the second time when she did it, oh, people thought, okay. 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 This is working. This is working, you know, so somewhere down the line, we need to make them believe the teachers is, this is not a threatening kind of an exercise. It is for all of us. It's a journey to learn from each other, but it is changing mindsets and it's not very easy. It's It's not. It's not easy.
0: And I think uh, uh, like here, I just want to move on to one another important point that we just touched upon in the beginning when we said that, you know, uh, I want to ask you, how important do you think it is for a teacher trainer to have been a teacher first?
1: (laughs) That's what I told you in the beginning. It's like learning surgery online. Okay. Uh, See, uh, you may have the greatest of degrees. Okay. But if you don't have the experience, it's a lost cause now teaching is not all about delivering the lesson it is you see children in the staff room you entering the staff room and feeling shy and asking you can i come in can i not come in and then you you kind of you know uh, deal with that situation on the corridors on the staircase on the ground you are training them for assemblies you are talking to parents who are very very sensitive you are not only delivering a lesson you are correcting their uh, uh, answer sheets there is a, there is so much that goes into a teacher's life right. okay so when you are not a teacher and you will have all you have learned everything about training and when you come over here and one teacher will ask you a question and if you have not experienced that yeah. You will not be able to answer you will say page number 66 of that book uh, it is written that behavior management this i should try but that may not work in the class and the teacher will know that and she will be able to give you more inputs of how to manage that situation so it is very very important that i i feel it's from yeah. my point of view Absolutely. that Unless you ha- you don't know your weapons, you will not know how to fight in a battle.
0: I totally so, agree. I, I absolutely, you know, uh, are there, I'm there with you when you say that. Because if you've not been in a classroom, uh, I don't think you can really understand what your children need as a teacher standing over there. And how you need to give it to your children. And uh, that experience you need to live. If you want to be a trainer, so there's something very uh, interesting. I think I don't know if I told you. I, I was doing one session at TTA only, and at the end of the second day uh, session, so these uh, two participants came up to me, and they were uh, they were uh, they had been in corporate for I think more than 10 years uh, then, and they wanted to be teachers now. So this they were they were like Sapna, I think it's really a tough task. Uh, you know to be a teacher and uh, I said yeah because it's not easy she says how will I even handle 30 children who have you know 30 different mindsets and you know one is focused the other is not how am I going to even handle that so I think why don't I just you know train to be a trainer instead of being a teacher I said I don't think that is possible because you need to understand what that child each and every child in your class needs for you to give that to the teacher And year after year, each
1: one is a unique student, a unique person, you know. I was listening to this TED Talk of Adam Sanchez, and Mm -hmm. he is a psychologist, and he writes a lot of books on behavior management. And one day, he got this opportunity to go and teach, okay? This is the first time. And he says, I've written everything for a teacher, what she should be doing, and what she should not be doing. And I think this is class three, okay? Okay. He enters and he says, they were baying for his blood. These third standards (laughs) were baying for his blood. And he was standing there dripping in cold sweat and praying, when will the bell ring? Uh, And that's when he says he realized that he has written books after books after book without realizing that he could not even handle a 40-minute class. Okay. he said thereafter i made it sh- i made sure that i would go into a classroom yeah. so i think you ha- I, this is my my belief that unless you are not a teacher you will not be able to answer those questions that those teachers throw yeah. to you, you know? and also yeah. i think as a
0: correct and as a trainer you are you're there standing there to empower the teachers with certain skills that they are going to use in a classroom, and uh, I think that's a big responsibility on your shoulders mm-hmm. as well. So if you have not experienced it, you are not sure what you are giving, and mm-hmm. is it going to work or not? So okay. I don't. I think that's where that. Uh, I think it's important. I, I think same as a, if I'm a coach. Football, uh, f- uh, football coach I have to have played that sport to uh, guide my uh, student and if I'm a painter I need to know whether the brush strokes are correct or if the rendering of that sketch needs to be better in which direction if I don't have a clue how am I even going to guide that right that is
1: why uh, a trainer's job is not only restricted to the classroom there has to be follow-up yeah. There has to be mentoring, there has to be coaching yeah. and you have to repeat the cycle again. So yeah. when you repeat the cycle again, there is a sustained program that is running in your class, uh, in your school. So it it is a very important role. It's a very important role that you kind of play in professional development.
0: Yes. Yes. No, I think that that uh, uh, kind of really brought out the whole picture, Elsie, and I think we had... Such an amazing time uh, talking about these small little things that matter so much, I think, as a teacher. And uh, I think one of the most important things that uh, training programs play is also for teachers to rediscover themselves. I think to look within because most of the times, you know, you forget to use that tool in classrooms so I think uh, the programs keep you abreast with all that as well and bringing the new so uh, what do you what do you want to uh, you know give to the teachers out there some message something that you want to share with us Uh,
1: teachers are very unique species I feel you know I just love them I love my journey I, I enjoy my peers classroom and I feel that we have a very important role in the society. And sadly, many people think that teaching is just another job. It is not. It is not. It's a lot of hard work. And uh, I would always say is attend training programs. They actually add a lot of value to your classroom and to your children and uh, allow yourself to kind of, you know, learn more, research more. And be open to ideas and just uh, just, just go with the flow and be happy, I think. Enjoy your children. I can always say is just enjoy your children. They are there for one year. Connect
0: with them because you may make a difference in their lives. Absolutely. So true, so true, because I think you, your words resonated, I think every teacher's feeling because every teacher's, like I said in the beginning also, every teacher's desire is to be remembered by her student, you know, and uh, it's been so many years that I left uh, school teaching and still when uh, in a mall or anywhere in a restaurant, when some little kid who I had taught in kindergarten is now like, you know, in a 10th grade and those children come up and say, ma'am, so nice to see you. And you're like, it just warms up your heart that the children remember you. And I think Mm -hmm. teacher training programs have that role to play in your uh, lives as a teacher to bring that uh, awesomeness to your training programs and to make that difference to a child's life. Because I think as teachers, we do one of the most difficult tasks in the world. And uh, I think taking up that notification of uh, enrolling for a teacher training program, I think is what is going to make you awesome. So thank you so much, Elsie, for uh, joining us, for sharing these wonderful thoughts with us. It was really a delight.
1: Thank you so much, Sapna. Thank you so much for giving
0: me this opportunity. It was fun. It was fun talking. Absolutely. And next time probably we'll be sitting across the table and not just the screen. Sure, sure. Definitely. Definitely. Great. Probably over a coffee. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. And all the best with your new venture. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Bye bye, everyone. Thank you so much. Thanks.